Hello and welcome back to the latest On The Rocks podcast from the Denver Post. I'm Patrick Saunders, the lead beat writer covering the Rockies. I'll be joined this season by my colleague, Nick Kosmider. Earlier this week, new manager Bud Black sat down with me and gave me an in-depth and lengthy interview about the prospects for the 2017 Rockies season. Bud, as you might guess, is really psyched about the upcoming season. I think that'll be clear when you listen to his words. I also asked him questions about the bullpen, which in my mind is the biggest problem for this team going forward. We talked about the lineup. We talked about his relationship to the Rockies front office and general manager Jeff Breidich. But he also weighed in on his managerial style and how he's going to handle the chaos that sometimes breaks out at Coors Field, no matter what a manager does. So I hope you will take a listen to Bud Black, see what he says about the Rockies' forthcoming season. And please join me for coverage because spring training is right around the corner. I'll be leaving for Scottsdale, Arizona on February 12th, the same day that pitchers and catchers report to camp. First workouts are Valentine's Day, February 14th. So once again, thanks for listening. Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer for the Denver Post and denverpost.com. Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer for the Denver Post. Spring training just around the corner, less than three weeks away, so it's time to get excited. The Rockies, they're in their 25th season, and it's been a long time since there's been this much optimism around this ball club. They have a strong, powerful lineup, anchored by third baseman Nolan Arenado, who, in my opinion, is one of the top five baseball players in the majors. They have a young starting pitching staff, anchored by John Gray, who also, in my opinion, has a chance to maybe be the best starting pitcher in Rockies history. So there's a lot to look forward to. One big question mark remains, and that is the bullpen, which was not very good last year, but it was the missing piece to the puzzle for the Rockies. So with that, I'd like to welcome in Buddy Black, the new manager of the Colorado Rockies. Buddy, welcome, and thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's great to be on. Uh, looking forward to uh, our interaction as we move through this season. Let me ask you a first question. There's a lot of optimism around the Rockies this season. Some of it surrounding you and the freshness you bring. Some of it surrounding the talent. The Rockies have not been to the postseason since '09. What is your feeling about realistic chances of the Rockies getting back into postseason contention? Well, uh, first of all, you're right. I think the, you know, the talent, uh, you know, that we have is something that is real, you know, the, you know, from the other side, meaning, uh, you know, the Padre dugout and, and watching the Rockies last year uh, from my position, you know, in Anaheim, uh, you can see, uh, you can see talent across the board. You mentioned Arenado. Sure. I mean, we can go deeper than that, obviously. Uh, you know, the, the Rocky fans know our players, you know, Cargo and, and DJ, Charlie, uh, Trevor's year last year, uh, you know, our young catching David Dahl, uh, you know, what he did the last uh, couple months. Uh, but to your point on the young pitching, uh, John Gray, uh, Tyler Anderson, uh, Chatwood and Bettis, sure. and, and some of our younger pitchers coming up through the minor league system that's been developed 
through our minor league programs uh, is exciting. And that's the thing that, you know, stood out for me, uh, you know, the, through the interview process and even, you know, the last month of, of meeting with our player development people, our front office, Jeff and his guys, about the potential of our pitching. And, uh, and, and going through my own scouting reports and people that I know and, and talking about our players, uh, you know, it's talent. So, again, uh, you know, every year is different. You don't know how years are going to play out. But we are excited about the group we have in place moving forward. Uh, you know, some people might think we're young, uh, especially on the mound. But, uh, you know, that's something that... Uh, you know, it's going to be baptism under fire for some guys, and uh, and I've seen guys respond to that. And the position player core, like you said, uh, is strong and have, have made their have made their mark. Uh, and, and to your main point about the bullpen, uh, you know that has to that has to definitely improve. One of the things I wanted to ask you: you were manager at San Diego Padres for all those years. Uh, you've managed games at Coors Field many many times you know what a crazy game it can turn into. No matter how good your pitching staff or your bullpen is, games can go a little haywire, of course. It's the nature of the beast. How do you personally, how are you gonna handle that mentally, strategically, all of those things that go into a manager seeing this kind of chaos that breaks out from time to time, of course, how are you set to handle that? Well, you're right, and you know, a, a good thing, uh, like you mentioned, I've been here before, uh, but in, in small snippets, three-game sure. series, four-game series, you know, over the course of nine seasons. Uh, I have not lived it through 81 times. Uh, again, I think it, uh, the, the primary thing when you, when, it, when you talk about how I'm going to handle it, uh, you know, i got to be ready to brace myself for some of those sure. games. There's no doubt about that. And again, uh, like we talked about uh, through my interview process and what I've talked about with our coaches, and I will talk uh, about this with our players. There is a there is a mindset, uh, especially among the pitching staff, uh, that has to be in place. Uh, there's got to be a mental toughness uh, where guys are resilient and are able to bounce back from some of those chaotic games and f and, and from some of those pitching lines that are going to occur here. And and ultimately. Uh, you know, the basis of, of our mental framework has to be about what's most important, and that is winning the game. And you have to look beyond the, the ERA and some of the internal numbers that uh, are out there statistically, which, you know, are, are hammered home daily, right. uh, you, know, on a, you know, on a daily basis throughout the, throughout the media, uh, television, radio, talk shows. We got to overlook some of those things about statistics, especially from the pitching side. Let's talk about the bullpen a little bit. Um, it's still in a state of flux. The Rockies have officially um, made one major move, and that's adding Mike Dunn, a lefty. He used to be at the Marlins. Uh, you have the full-season return of Adam Ottavino, former closer right-hander. But let's face it, the bullpen last year, 5-1-3 ERA, worst in baseball, 28 blown saves. A lot of guys, in my opinion, buddy, who looked a little bit in over their head last year. Right. Carlos Estevez, great young arm, but in my opinion, again, deer in the headlights a little bit. Uh, two questions for you. What can you say to Rockies fans that will give them faith that the bullpen will not be such a detriment this year? And two, is it fair to say that Adam Adovino is the incumbent closer heading into spring training? Okay. <clears throat> I'll answer those uh, 
uh, not in order, okay. but uh, I think the Rocky fans, uh, you know, can uh, can rely on the fact that you know getting Octavano back at full strength, adding Dunn will be basically two new pitchers into our bullpen of, of seven or potentially eight. And those are two really good pitchers uh, who have a, a proven track record of success. I think Adovano, uh, you know, when I saw him last, when he, before the injury, I mean, he was dynamite. I mean, they're around the league, uh, managers, hitters, uh, opposing teams really thought highly of this guy based on the velocity, the slider, the, the, you know, the whole package. So a healthy Adam, you know, will go uh, a long way. And, and Dunn, uh, you know, adding his experience and his ability as a pitcher to, to help a ball. And that, those are two big pieces of, you know, potentially, you know, 120, 130 innings mm -hmm. of, of solid bullpen work. Uh, to the point about Adam being the closer, uh, I think he has the leg up, no doubt about it. I think that he has the weapons. I think he has the stomach. I think he has the... Uh, the you know the head to handle this. Uh, you know he's you know the, you know doesn't have a lot of major league saves, but uh, I think he wants to be that guy, and that goes a long way. But you know with him and Jake McGee, who has major league saves, it's a good combination. Uh, again, I think with the health potentially coming back uh, intact with Mott and Qualls, uh, what those guys can bring with their experience. And to your point about the younger guys, uh, Estevez, uh, you know, was up and down. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is just maturity, uh, you know, taking place. Jairo Diaz coming back, another powerful arm. And don't discount, uh, you know, some younger pitchers who might come into the mix, whether it's Freeland or Marquez or Hoffman. Uh, as some, bullpen guys. As potential bullpen guys okay. if they don't make the rotation. So, you know, there's uh, the, thing that, uh, the thing that I see is is talented pitchers. Uh, the depth is there, uh, and the depth is coming from the younger arms, and I think more depth uh, will happen this year because of health uh, from the guys who were here last year. So, again, I think things are pointing up in some areas. But to your point, Pat, we get there's no doubt we got to we got to pitch better than a 5.13 ERA or whatever the final number was, and 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 get up the ladder. Uh, Statistically, now granted, again, in this ballpark, it's gonna it's gonna skew some things, sure. but it's gonna skew the other guys' numbers too for those three or four days that they're in in a, in a series. So, again, uh, what it boils down to is we have to out pitch the other team uh, on a regular basis if we're gonna be a successful team. The um, Rockies have had a history, and I asked you this um, when you were hired. Um, of sometimes not having the manager, field manager, on the same page as the front office. And I think with Walt Weiss' situation, the last manager, that happened. But from everything you've told me, you and General Manager Jeff Breidich have worked pretty closely since you were hired, and you feel as if you have a, a good, strong working relationship going forward. Is that is that how you feel about it? I do. I think that, uh, again, I can't speak uh, to anything that's happened in the past. Uh, you know, I've gotten to know Jeff, uh, you know, the last number of months, obviously, and we've, and actually we've been in contact a lot as, uh, as expected for a new relationship forming. Uh, as it related to Walt, again, I can't comment on that, but uh, I know Walt uh, not only as a, 
uh, you know, a, a fellow manager, uh, but as an ex-player, a guy that I went against, I got a lot of respect for Walt. But I, but I have learned <clears throat> over the course of my tenure as a major league coach and then manager that, uh, you know, the dynamic between the general manager and the manager is critical. Uh, the dynamic between the owner and the general manager is critical. Uh, you know, how the owner feels about the manager is critical. So the, you know, that dynamic is very important. And in San Diego, uh, you know, for many different reasons, Patrick, I was with five general managers in nine years. It's true. And, I, got that, yeah, and I, and I, you know, I learned that, you know, everybody's different and, there, and there's different ways to, you know, to lead. Uh, but it was my nature to, to interact with them all of those guys from, from Kevin Towers to AJ Preller at the end and Josh Burns and uh, Jed Hoyer in between and, and Fred Yulman and Omar Minai and AJ Hinch were all in the front office at that time. So, and then in watching Mike Sosha over the years in Anaheim, his dynamic with uh, his general managers, going back to Bill Stoneman and Tony Reagans and Jerry Depoto and now Billy Epler, I mean, it's a, it's a critical dynamic. And you're seeing it across all lines of sports, you know, football, you know, basketball, baseball, just the, uh, you know, that, that relationship, that, that communication uh, is vital. Give the fans a sense of the style that they're going to see from Buddy Black, the manager. Some, some managers are very low-key. Some managers are a little fiery, hot-tempered. They'll be out on the, the field more, more than some other managers. Um, you have a very good reputation of working with us in the media. Uh, and just a quick nut, nutshell, what is your style as a yeah. manager? You know, that, I've been asked that many times, and I never know how to answer okay. it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether any manager can, can answer that or any head coach can, manage, uh, can answer that question. Uh, I do know that, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, as, as your style relates to how, how the team plays on the field, a lot of times that's, you know, based on your personnel, whether you, you're a running team, whether you're out of the, you know, sit back and wait for the three-run homer. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different, your personnel sort of dictates a lot of what you do during the course of a game. Uh, for me, I, I, I like that aggressive, upbeat uh, style. And you, uh, and you like an athletic team, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I like an athletic team, I think, uh, as does Jeff, yes. uh, as evident by, you know, a couple of things we've done this winter. But uh, as far as my personality, I mean, uh, Patrick, you'll get to know me. Uh, you know, the fans will get to know me. The players will get to know me. Uh, I think any, anybody will tell you in a leadership position, you have to be who you are. Um, and a lot of times, uh, you know, you like to, you know, present who you are uh, out front. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, behind the scenes, it's a little bit different, you know. Uh, do, you, do you? As far as you know, uh, you know the emotion. You know, a lot of times, you know, I think, you know, head coaches and, and, and managers sort of hold back a little bit, you know, because of, you know, uh, you're always on. You know, you're always in front of the camera. Behind the scenes, uh, it's a little bit different, and I and that, that you know might you know relate to all of us, all of us managers. Uh, you know, you, you see the, you see a lot of managers, head coaches, very stoic, you know, uh, during the course sure. of a game or in the dugout, and then in the in the behind the scenes, it's it's different. But uh, you know, I would I would hope that uh, you know who I am shows up publicly. You have a reputation as a player's manager, and I think you pride yourself on that. We've talked about that, uh, but as you mentioned, behind closed doors, out of uh, reach of the cameras and the, the print media, um, 
I imagine when you need to have a temper, do you have a little bit of a temper and can you use it <laughs> well, to your benefit? Again, I think that, uh, uh, again, we're all very competitive and uh, I like winning, I don't like losing. And uh, a lot of times that uh, you'll be able to see that during the course of a game on camera uh, in the dugout. Uh, but in most cases, you won't. You'll see it behind closed doors. Uh, but as it relates to players, you know, I'm, I'm communicative. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that, you know, uh, I, I like players. I enjoy them not only as players, but as, as people. I want to get to know them. So, you know, my style there is, is very open and, and the dialogue is, is, is ongoing. And that's something that I want to instill in my coaches as well. You know, that interaction. I think in this day and age, uh, you know, players are, are, cur are more curious than ever before. They have so much information at their hands. Uh, not only, you know, statistically, but information coming from all outlets, uh, as we know, whether it's uh, social media, whether it's print media, whether it's TV, you name it. I mean, it, there's, and you have to be in tune with what's going on. And then uh, really the only way to do that is talk to your players. Uh, but again, I think, you know, anybody who, you know, gets to our position, any, any leader, uh, I, there are those moments where uh, you have to, you, you know, there's a, there's a meeting with a player uh, when that door closes where you have to send a message. And I think, I think we all do that. The Rockies' biggest acquisition the offseason was Ian Desmond, five years, $70 million, terrific, terrific athlete, uh, thrived as a shortstop, proved he could play outfield last year with the Texas Rangers. But Jeff Bright had signed him and said, he's going to be our first baseman. There were a lot of people who said, no, that's just a ruse. But we're close to mm -hmm. spring training. It looks to us like he's going to be your first baseman. So the question, how do you think that's going to play out? And have you heard anything about the progress Ian might be making toward that? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll backtrack. When, you know, when, when Jeff you know, was going through the early stages of free agency, you know, obviously there was a, a number of first basemen on the open market. And, and there were uh, players in general on the open market. And with, with Ian, uh, through discussion, uh, through baseball discussion, you know, uh, internally uh, with our scouts, uh, you know, with our, with our, with our coaching staff, with, uh, you know, our front office, uh, he seemed like a great fit. And, uh, and we pursued that. And I think with, with Ian, uh, again, going back to the athleticism, you know, here's a guy who was a you know major league shortstop and a very good one, who, who became a very good center fielder last year, made the American League All Star team. Um, you know, and, and out of his words, and I think he's commented to you publicly and, and everybody, he's a baseball player, mm -hmm. and you know we're just going to play him. You know, initially at first base. Uh, as far as his progress, uh, Patrick, we were down in Arizona last week uh, as a coaching staff meeting, going over some things at spring training, and uh, Ian flew out. Uh, for three days, because uh, we wanted him to work with Ron Gideon and Stu Cole and, and Tony Diaz uh, on really the, you know, getting started on some real subtleties of, of, of playing the position. He had, from the day he signed, uh, he got a first base glove right. and started taking his grounders and playing, uh, you know, playing catch and getting used to that glove. Uh, and, and he's taken that now to the point where he was out in Arizona and really fine-tuned a lot of different things as far as footwork and positioning and, and, and uh, some subtleties of the position, you know, from our coaches. And from what I saw, he's going to be fine. 
he's going to be fine. He took he took ground balls uh, with Trevor Story, with uh, Ryan McMahon. We took a sort of a semi infield, and uh, he's uh, trust me on this one. He's going to he's going to be fine. Excellent. Let's wrap uh, wrap this up by um, letting you say something to your new fan base, the Rockies fans. Uh, I'm not expecting you to promise an NOS <laughs> pennant or anything like that, but. What would you say to, to the fans out there so eager for this spring training to begin and this season to begin? What is this? What can you promise that this team is, is going right. to do? Well, well, I'll tell you this. I think that you know the, the fans who have followed our club, you know, know how how exciting it is to watch a number of our players. You know, like we mentioned earlier, from from Nolan to Cargo to Charlie to, to DJ, uh, you know, Trevor. It's a it's a good group to come and watch. I mean. Uh, on the pitching side, you know, you mentioned John Gray, uh, who potentially has the chance to, to be an outstanding pitcher. He's still very young in his career, but, you know, to come out and watch him, it could be, you know, on a nightly, on a nightly basis that he pitches, you know, heads up on a, on a good game. I mean, outstanding game. We saw the, you know, the last game that he threw, you know, the two hit shutout with 16 strikeouts. I mean, that's, that's real. Uh, what you're going to, from what I've known about this team from the other side of the dugout and from what I've seen uh, up close with these guys that I've met, uh, the conversations that I've had on the phone, uh, this is a team that, uh, that gets it about what this is all about. And I think they're poised to, you know, to make a run uh, at taking down the Dodgers and Giants. Uh, who have been ahead of us the last couple of years. And listen, I, you know, in San Diego, you know, we made a couple runs. Uh, the Rockies made a couple runs, you know, like you mentioned, you know, go back to 07 and, and, and 09. And, uh, you know, but, you know, those are the teams we've got to track down because those are the teams the last three or four years who have you know, made the playoffs. But uh, you're going to get it. You're going to a team that, 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 like I said, gets it in the, in the regard that they're hungry to win. Uh, they're going to play their butts off. Uh, you know, the pitching staff, uh, I think, is ready. It, you know, Steve Foster and Darren Holmes have done a great job. Our player development staff on the pitching side has done a great job of getting these younger pitchers who you're going to start to hear about, about, you know, being impactful major league pitchers. Uh, am, I, am I not, am I going to guarantee you uh, how many wins? No, uh, I don't think any manager will. Uh, but I'll tell you this, that we got a good team. We got a good team, Patrick, and our guys know it. Uh, which is, you know, I've heard that from, from people sort of on the, you know, in, inside our clubhouse that these players are feeling it. Uh, I know that from the other side and now, you know, two and a half months in here, uh, I, you know, I believe in these guys and, you know, each, as each day goes on and I learn more about them, it, it sort of solidifies that belief. Uh, our coaching staff who have had these guys, we have a lot of coaches up from the minor leagues who have seen these guys develop and, and know these guys as people and uh, how they speak of these guys as, as winners, uh, you know, just only validates to me what this team can do. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, my, my, I guess my message to the fans, hey, get on board. It, they, it's, it's coming. I, I don't know. It, it's coming. Excellent. I don't want to put a date on it, but it's coming. Buddy, thank you so much. We really appreciate the time. And thank you for tuning in to DP Sports. This is Patrick Saunders. Join me and my colleague Nick Cosmider all season long 
on Denver Post, denverpost.com, and follow us on Twitter too, because I can guarantee you Nick and I will be tweeting up a storm beginning in spring training in Scottsdale, Arizona, right around February 12th. So we're looking forward to a really exciting Rocky season. And once again, my thanks to Bud Black, the new manager of the Colorado Rockies. Thank you.